Yo, 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 welcome back everybody to season 2 of Ambitious Odyssey, you heard that right, season 2, not 1, who would have imagined man, season 2, that's crazy, even when I say that, you know, this idea was just born inside my bedroom uh, one day when I was just like, yo, I need, I need to express my thoughts, so... I appreciate everyone that's been there from the start, or all the guests that I've had on here, all the people that have messaged me, all the people that always show love and support. You guys mean everything, man. It really motivates me to to carry on and you know produce more content. Uh, today's episode is, in my opinion, up there as one of the best, due to the fact that not only are we joined by a repeat guest, the issue is very, very important. You know. Um, it's crazy what's happening right now around the world i pray for you your family's safety please stay home please wash your hands please you know just follow the advice and guidelines that have been shared by the by the government your local government etc but without later ado without revealing too much let's get into it man and i love you What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to season Vicious Odyssey. Today is, is gonna be a very, very integral day. Um, I know it's been a minute since the last episode. Uh, I've just been so caught up with everything, you know, university, life, obviously. Um, you know, the world isn't in too great shape at the moment, but you know, we wanted to shine a light on a very specific issue in our in our country. So who better to do that with than my girl? <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Is this the part where I introduce that, myself? That's, that's your cue, my girl. That's your cue. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, I feel on to be on Ethics Podcast for the you second better. time. Crazy. <laughs> um, I know. Um, I'm excited to discuss with Ethic about today's topic, which is about the NHS, and I can finally share my views and discuss what is actually going on and how much of us feel. Um, working on the front line um, and I've got my cup of tea ready so yeah let's cup of, begin <laughs> cup of tea oh my goodness <laughs> this is this is so surreal and I just thank you so much for even you know like taking me up on this opportunity it was just like one of my ideas and for you to be just so supportive of the podcast in general and just mm. sharing sharing your thoughts with us it means a lot honestly no I'm, uh, I'm glad you're doing this podcast it's needed 100% I believe that and I know that's what kind of brought this together because we both really share a passion for highlighting issues. So, um, you know, we think that this this isn't going going as noticed as it should. So, um, let's let's get into it, man. So, I don't know if, if people did people listening know your you work for the NHS. You are an NHS worker. Um, no, not really. I don't really share what I do. Um, I want to Ooh. keep it as minimal as possible. You're gonna be like Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't really like sharing That's what fine. I do. Cool. But um, but but yeah, we'll talk about the NHS and we'll we'll talk about what we go through and stuff. Absolutely. Thing is, I, I always change my mind, like with careers and stuff. So that's why I just keep it on the low. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You might be uh, you might be like a freaking zookeeper the next day. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's me, literally. Like I always change. You're very spontaneous. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> Crazy. So I get bored just, easily. 
we no this is your second episode the first episode you know was incredible we talked about everything uh such a such a dope dope episode that was which i was really just proud to record you you know record with yourself you yeah, have I a really vlog so that. check that out as well mm-hmm. but let's get into it man so you know how have these you know like almost a month been for yourself personally and people that you know that obviously work with the nhs mm. To be honest with you, it, it has been a struggle. Um, I think for everyone in the hospital, like from the cleaners to porters to nurses, doctors, pharmacists, you know, other healthcare professions, even patients, it's just, it's been a struggle for us all. Um, and the, re- the reason it's been a struggle is because no one really knows what they're doing. Crazy. Like we haven't dealt with this thing before, this virus, this pandemic. Um yeah, so no one really knows what to do. Um, and yeah, we, we're just pressurised and stressed and overworked. Um, and we're understaffed, which doesn't help. <laughs> um, and everyone is just in a panic. They're confused and they're mainly confused about like PPE, which stands for Personal Protective Equipment. Yes. Um, yeah, there's loads of questions and debates about PPE as, as you watch on the news. Um, and yeah. Right. The guidelines are always changing, which makes us more confused. <laughs> um, and yeah, like people have questions on how do I wear PPE? What do I wear? What mask do I wear? Do I need to be fit tested for a mask? Will I put my family in danger? But yes, t- to answer your question, the past few weeks it has been very stressful. And I'm not the only one just breaking down. I think we all are. Of course, everyone is facing this issue in their own very specific way. Yeah. Uh, especially like uh, in terms of a patient's view, someone that's looking inwards into there and it just, for us, it's so strange with these government guidelines how, you know, if you're, if a member of your family is showing symptoms, you're supposed to stay home for 14 days. And mm-hmm. if you only show symptoms in seven days, and sometimes that changes, people with yeah. underlying conditions have to stay for 12 weeks. People, mm-hmm. people are missing out on pay. People don't know what they're going to get paid. You know, it's yeah, it's, all, it's very it's scary. Hundred percent. Yeah. And times like this, it really just makes you, you know. And I'm really grateful because you know I get the I have the ability to work from home. You know, home cooking yes, meals, all yeah. that good stuff. Living in a developed yeah. country with the NHS, crazy. Yeah. The second question it I really is. wanted to touch on was, um, like, how would you like to like share a few experiences that you've had? you know inside obviously when you're working or yeah yeah like to be honest with you i can go on forever there's there's a lot of experiences i can share about you know ppe and how stressed we all are and how we're emptying wards to make space for when the virus reaches its peak Um, but one but one experience that that stands out for me and the one that we often don't talk about is how are we protecting the most vulnerable Mm-hmm. Um, so, so when I was on placement on an upper GI pancreatic surgery cancer ward, um, oh. we were trying to discharge the most vulnerable patients home okay. um, that were waiting for surgery, which is basically nearly half the ward. So, oh so if you're not aware, all non-urgent operations have been put on hold so hospitals can focus on battling um, the virus. I did not know that. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, so, so imagine breaking that news to patients that have prepared themselves for the surgery and telling them that their surgery is no longer taking place. Oh my goodness! I know it's it's really heartbreaking, and um, and I don't think most people know about that. 
Um, no. Yeah, so so some of the patients that we discharged felt very upset that they couldn't have their surgery. They felt neglected and worried for their life because we don't know when we will start operating again. Wow. Um, and there's no like clear plan. Um, and to be honest, to be honest with you, this made me upset. It made the staff upset. Um, okay. And I'm and I'm sure I read an article about an oncologist saying the highest priority sufferers which are mainly cancer patients, may, ne- may not be able to get treatment. And this is a tragedy. Um, that's what he said. Um, yeah, patients are scared that the cancer will spread. It's causing them anxiety. And this is adding pressure to surgeons because they are forced to make tough decisions like which patients should they prioritise. Um, and it's understandable that they've stopped these surgeries to protect high-risk patients. But let's not forget about the medical team and the patients um, and what they are emotionally and physically going through. 100%. Yeah, and it's, yeah, carry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, I wasn't Were you about to say something? No, I was, just, I was just agreeing with everything you're saying because, as you stated, the NHS staff, frontline workers, the porters, all these, you know, unsung heroes are kind of just being left out of the picture, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this when you mentioned the fact that no one knows what they're doing. It kind of really hit home. I I felt really scared, not only for obviously my loved ones, my family, but for the people on the front line um, that, you know, going every day trying to mitigate the situation and to to think that they don't even know what they're doing is, you know, right. It it just it's just crazy. And we always send out our prayers for them because it's such a such a crazy time right now, man. Yeah, definitely. And it's made it's made me realize that in this pandemic we are forgetting how much we take our life for granted, and we're forgetting yes. how the most vulnerable are feeling as well. Yes. Um, yeah, I just want everyone to think and reflect about how this virus is affecting and changing people's lives. It's 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 a scary time, but just think about how it must feel for the most vulnerable. And and I think we just need to be more grateful, and we need to be there for each other. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I always say that we could, you know, we could be more grateful because we take so many things for granted on a daily basis. But in pandemics like this, situations like this, it really hits home when you see people that, you know, are out of a job within weeks and they have to rely on benefits. They have to rely on, you know, contributions from other family members to even make rent. And, you know, I've talked to people like I know people that are self-employed that are struggling and it, it just makes me feel so guilty at times because I'm like, I'm just sitting here. I don't have to worry mm-hmm. about what they worry about. So, you know, this pandemic yeah. is affecting us all in, in different ways, but it's still the you know, same issue yeah, on the end, which is definitely. how we're going to spend. And it's affecting a lot of, like, independent businesses as well. Yeah. It's really sad. Exactly. And the, the main issue, like, I wanted to really get through to people is how, you know, NHF staff are not really being um, supported enough by the government. Oh, you mentioned no, PP. No. You mentioned PP at the start. There's a lack of PPE, which is mm-hmm. shameful to me. And, you know, the West, for me, really, this pandemic has really highlighted how the West, so the UK, US, yeah. it's, just, it's just a facade. Like, you look at these countries in Asia, you know, Southeast Asia, and they're developing mm-hmm. all types of technology and yeah. mass- massively reducing their numbers. And we're here, we're struggling to get ventilators. I know, There's it's, it's scary. Yeah. It's a joke. It is. Oh, has, how has it been for you to, you know, for your, you and your, like, colleagues in accessing PP and, you know, what's the conversation like in regards to that? 
Is there still Honestly, like can, lot of shortages? Can, yeah, I can go on forever with this PPE business. Like I remember getting <laughs> an email saying that just wear a surgical mask when you oh like test God. the patient for the virus. So, um, but what if that test came back positive? How would how would my surgical mask protected me? Like, do you understand? Like, oh. they're just putting us at risk, and it's just it's all a mess to be honest um and one thing that frustrates me like so much is how the government is making the nhs suffer whilst they waste billions on the armed forces like the the ministry of defense already has a 180 billion pounds equipment budget which they want to increase so why not why not invest in mass producing ppe if we had to prepare for war right now we would it be limited with ammunition? Like we would have an abundant amount of weapons to fight the opposition. Like think about it. Like would would the government send a soldier on the battlefield without a gun? No, like right. no way they would do that. So why are NHS workers expected to risk their lives and fight the virus with minimal PPE? How is that fair? That's such an incredible and important point, and I couldn't agree with you more in regards to that. You guys are literally, you know, the frontline staff are literally out there in the battlefield. You know, they don't know what's going to come. They don't know what to do. So even, yeah. you know, having the basic necessities, they, they shouldn't be lacking that. And it just goes to show you, you know, where the priorities are for, for countries in the West. Like, they don't really, you know, we weren't prepared. Capitalist, the capitalistic mm. mindset has showed you that it does not work. So, you know, it, it comes down to the fact that, the, you know, the frontline workers aren't the bankers, aren't, you know, these diplomatic individual it's it's supporters it's the nurses it's the doctors yeah. it's the you know delivery men it's all of these people working yeah, together exactly, to yeah. make sure that we're all okay yeah and this is but, and this is why on a daily basis i see nurses crying saying they're too scared to go home in case they pass the virus onto their children they're too scared they can't so. provide the best care to their patients but yeah some people think that we're satisfied with free food and free food uber rides and <laughs> a clap for the nhs like it's it's a really nice gesture but all we all we need right now is the correct ppe not a thin apron you know like mm-hmm. we need visors durable masks aprons to actually cover us gloves more training on how to wear ppe that will make right. us feel more comfortable um, exactly. And, and I do know, it, like, yeah. there's, there's, there are a lot of companies helping with PP, which is wonderful. And shout out yes. to them all. Like, I can't really um, name them all, but, but yeah, the the government should really expand their budget before it's too late. Before we lose more staff. Oh, and I just want to po- point out those of you who voted for Brexit and Bojo. Uh, the... Oh shit, she's, getting... she's going in. Oh. I hope it's making you realise how much you actually depend on the NHS. Talk to them. Yeah, to even even the home office is extending work visas for medical staff to help fight the virus. Just, yep, wow. For a year. Wow. <laughs> which, which I think isn't the right move. I think they should just do it permanently. Like, why are you just extending? Just do a permanent you know, No, permanent usually they're visa, like, oh, like... get out of the country. But now they're extending work <laughs> visas. Clap. Yeah. <laughs> clap, 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 clap. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? I second everything you said. I don't want to go too political because you know, oh, yeah, that'll be course. an entire yeah, let's, episode. Let's not that'll do be... that. <laughs> let's Eurostep our way out of that because that'll be a different oh, episode. Yeah. I'm going to have to get you on that one as well. Um, but everything you just said about, uh, you know, the government and all, all these, you know, clap. What was your opinion on, you know, the clap for NHS, which was last Thursday? What was your opinion on that? 
Um, I know all the gestures our companies are doing. To be honest with you, I did, I did get a bit emotional, but then, but then once that cap was over, what happened? Like wow. what happened? Right. Did like right. nothing? It was just like I appreciate, I I really do appreciate it. Like people are praising the NHS, but it should be a norm. It should, it's a norm. Like this, this is our job. This is what we do. And hundred percent. I just think you know clapping won't really do anything. Hundred like, percent. You know, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. It was that. It was just you know clap and it just it goes back into under the rug. Yeah, you literally. Know, just, after, after this pandemic is over, you uh, people have said that the NHS staff will just be kicked to the curb again. Yeah. None of this yeah. free parking. Like to me, it <laughs> never made sense why NHS staff never got these. I know, these benefits, I know. so-called benefits, in the first place. You yeah, know? Like, I know exactly. They're not. It's not a novelty job, so yeah. it's crazy. And you're talking about how uh, businesses are supporting the NHS. Me and you, we had mm. a conversation about um, on on Twitter where this medical fetish company was helping, like you know, NHS company, like NHS staff with getting equipment, and they tweeted yeah. something like, "It's really a shame, and you know, it's really scary that." when the government or the NHS reaches out to our medical company or medical fetish company like mm-hmm. us to get equipment mm-hmm. and it just shows you where the priorities are yeah. and that just blew my mind I'm like I never thought it would be that bad but it really is it, it really is bad um, yeah like, people really need to understand that man it's just really scary um, and yeah we're emptying wards to to prepare for the peak um, yeah it's it's scary very scary but apparently we are least. getting the correct equipment now, so we'll see what happens. And we'll see what happens with all this, you know, testing NHS staff, if they have coronavirus or not. So COVID-19. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh-huh. we live in scary times. Like, to be honest with you, it still hasn't kicked in. Um, like, for example, like when I watch the news, especially Sky News, right. it feels like I'm in, I'm in the Hunger Games. Really? Yeah, have you seen the Hunger <laughs> Games? I haven't seen it, but I know about. I know what you're talking about. Though. Yeah, like you know, on Sky News when they like show like the stats of confirmed cases and the death toll, and uh-huh. um, like with the Hunger Game kind of music, it just feels like I'm in a Black Mirror slash Hunger Game episode, and it just hasn't. You did mention that love it. It just hasn't kicked in, even though I work in the hospital. It just feels a bit like, okay, when when am I going to wake up? Kind of thing. Sure. Do you feel a bit numb? Yeah. Like, you, you know, you've just been hit with so much. You just like it is very overwhelming. Anymore. Very. Sheesh. Yeah. yeah. That was that was me exactly like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt because you know everything just switched a matter of weeks. Online classes for me as a student, of exams course. online, canceling term or not ending term early. Mm-hmm. Then we don't know. You know, graduation ceremony got cancelled. So for me, I was just getting hit like but 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 so many other people. Yeah. And it was just like you don't even know what to say anymore. For me, no, I I really you know I really realized the magnitude of the situation when. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I talked to you and you were telling me how no one knows what they're doing and how there's a lack yeah, of Yeah, we have you know, to ask equipment. each other, like, oh, can I wear that mask? Oh, no, you can't wear that mask because you need to be tested for that mask. Oh, okay, so so how shall I look after this patient if I haven't been tested for a mask? Like, it's a bit, it's a bit like, what what Shambles. do we do? And then this, and then I remember a staff member coming in saying, oh, I just looked after a patient that has COVID-19 and... Um, and I had to wear a visor, then I had to take my gloves off, and then I had to take my mask off in a different bin. And we're like, why haven't we been trained? 
So oh it's a bit goodness, it's a bit all over the place uh, to be honest. Crazy. And we're not having a go at the NHS specifically. We're having a go at the you know the government. Yeah, we need more it's funding. ultimately their obligation. Definitely. We need more Ooh. staff, more funding. Um for sure. Yeah. It's it really crazy. it really pisses me off. Uh-huh. It really pisses me off when you know the council, uh, not the council, sorry, it's when the the checker. What's the, what's the guy's name that tells you the budget? Oh, I don't know the, his name. I know who you're on about. Rish, I, I, yeah, like Rishi Sunak, he says that the NHS will get everything, mm-hmm. you know, anything they want, right? But like, I, I think that, <laughs> that's not good enough. I think it's... you guys, you need to be like really specific. And we're in the middle of a pandemic, and you know, yeah, being vague and being, you know. Like really uncertain doesn't really help anybody. So yeah, I know, you know the government it definitely needs to own up to their mistakes. Yeah, and I don't even know what I'm doing. Like my placements have been cancelled. My uni is on pause okay. because of this because they've just put me in there. Be like, yes, you're going to look after these patients. It's like, oh, okay, um, wonderful. Like I, I don't wonderful. mind that, but I want the correct PPE. I want the correct training. I want to feel com- comfortable and confident in what I do. Um, and it's like my reply to it is like duh of course everyone you know, that's like the first thing of course we want to feel protected and we're talking about we're talking about the UK here we're talking about a developed country we're not talking about a developing country you know and mm-hmm. to, to you know when we're talking about stuff like this yeah. it really shows you how, how we're lacking man just in general mm-hmm. what the priorities are but you know you we also you know wanted to talk about how you know you've had how experienced staff mentioned they haven't seen anything like this before how yeah. you know services haven't been overwhelmed as this or you know even staff even leaving like mm-hmm. would you want to mention that briefly yeah. about something like yeah, that yeah like um, I remember I was in the staff room and the surgeon walked in and she just sat down and she, she looked really upset and she goes for the first time in my life my husband like for the first time in his life like her husband's really scared he said to his wife I am really scared and he's an anesthetist I, c- I can never pronounce that <laughs> but yeah he was like I'm, I'm scared and it's okay. scary it's scary how how the medical staff are scared it's just it's very it's just very scary like I can't really I can't really express how scary it is I see what you mean you're just getting hit with it. Oh, you don't even know what to what to think. Yeah. It's just too much. And it's just scary, I'll, like, obviously... going to work and then coming back home. Like, I always tend to uh-huh. isolate myself, like, for a few days before I actually see my family. Um, but it is, it is really scary. And it's like if I have COVID I and I pass imagine. it on to my mum, for example, which is a very, very high-risk, vulnerable perso- person... I would speak. I just drank some tea. Um, Shouts to the tea. <laughs> I don't want to. Must be nice, it. though. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, it is. It, it was brewed for. Three You're spilling minutes. the tea right now, though. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's scary. It's like, what if I pass it on to my family? Um, like I wouldn't be able to live with myself. Um, so yeah, it's about like protecting yourself, protecting your family, and yeah. Just, just being very like careful overall, mm-hmm. um, and wash your hands, guys. I think, please. Hey, guys, wash your hands, man. Twenty seconds. Uh, you know, the government told you to sing Happy yeah. Birthday. You know, what do you, what do you do? What's your technique <laughs> for washing your hands? What's the song? I have the, to. What, I don't sing do? a song because I've been doing it for like five years now. I just know the hand <laughs> washing routine thing. Um, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> but I just yeah I don't know how to describe how to wash your hands but make sure you wash your nails as well um there's a lot yep, of dirt yep. in your nails so wash wash your nails oh yeah definitely yes. wash your nails um a hundred and the thing is everyone's like wash your hands wash your hands but it's like didn't you guys used to do this before yeah you guys were living <laughs> on fucking I don't even know where you guys were living you know what I'm saying like you guys it should, were talking it should to be like... like a thing which you do all the time yeah yeah I don't and know I, if it's my OCD, but I always wash my hands. No, we're normal yeah. people, Alima. I, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to the toilet and I've seen someone walk oh, out without no, washing that's their hands. It's, 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 it's a lot worse than you think, man. It's, there's some savages <laughs> out there, and I hope those people, you know, have yeah, learned definitely. their lesson. Okay, that's a bit too harsh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but everyone, seriously, just wash your hands and look after hands, yourself. Yeah. And yes. stay home, and please. Make sure... Just stay home. Stay Just home. Save lives if you stay home. Just stay home. Protect the NHS. Protect us. Protect women like Halima. <laughs> <laughs> Protect her cal. No, but we'll talk. We'll talk. You know, stay home. Unless you have to, you know, obviously do something really urgent, yeah. such as get some medication, yeah, doctor's appointments, or going to the bank, etc. You know, if you can do stuff like I always tell myself. I only want to go outside when there's some there's something I can't do at home. Like, for instance, if I need to get my mom's medications, yeah. of course, I have to go outside mm-hmm. pick those yeah. up. But, you know, even I was going for a run last week and it was disgusting because I'm running, right? And there's people not getting out of the way when I run. Oh, like, okay. you're not keeping yeah. your distance. And there was this, like, God bless him, but it was this really old man. So I'm like, he probably doesn't even watch the news. I don't know what he does, man. <laughs> so he was he, he was in a movie. He was in, so I just stopped yeah. and I looked at him waiting for him to move and he was just looking at me and we just stood there for like 10 seconds looking at each other <laughs> I'm like yeah this guy this guy has no idea what's oh. going on <laughs> that was the last time I went out running because I'm like I'm not putting myself yeah, out these people do not understand what's yeah, going on outside. like some people just think it's a joke to be honest I know a few people that think it's a yep. joke um, and yes. it's not a joke because we're literally like it, risking our lives um, and God bless yeah. you guys man do you think the public are taking it as serious as they should be? I don't think. I so. don't think they are. No, no. People, yeah, especially, especially because you know I, I keep mentioning this, especially in the local shops. Like there's people in chick. Like my dad was telling me there's people at the butchers fighting over chicken, and they're trying to get chicken for Eid. Like Eid is a mile away. Like they won't, like if you don't have meat for like a month or two or three months or four months or whatever, like chill. Like why? Like some people are just being ridiculous, and they're being very selfish. And then some. Alima, you know what? I'm, I'm oh, and then some stores are raising their prices, and it's like seriously. During this mm-hmm. time, you're raising your prices. Wow, that's haram as I well. I have a really funny. You know, I have a really funny story for you, right? I went to the, I went to the, in regards to the people raising the prices, I went to the, um, uh, what the hell, man, fruit shop, like a fruit and uh, vegetable yeah. stand. And we're going in there and, you know, I call my mom on FaceTime because I have no, I have no idea what to get. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, yeah, get this. And she's asking me, so how much is the price? And I tell her the yeah. prices and she flips out. She goes like... She goes, oh Kanye. <laughs> she's like, put me. She's like, she's like, pass the phone to the, to yeah. the guy till. And my mom over WhatsApp is like cussing this guy out. She's like, she's going. I'm through, glad like, she's standing up for herself. I'm glad she's doing that. I'm glad she's questioning. Mama it. was going. Yo, my mom was like full on, you know, telling him about you guys. You know, want to go to heaven? You guys should be ashamed. Of, 
and I'm just there with like you know holding a you know a pack of grapes. I'm like, oh, um, sorry, bro. no, but like, she's yeah. completely uh, right though. Like, <laughs> Mama was yeah, 100% she's right. completely right. I wish I had her energy, man. I wish I had her energy because I just looked at it like, yeah, you know, prices are going up, of course, scarcity, yeah. whatever. But no, she was like, she's not. She wasn't having anything. She was like, no, nah, fuck this. She was like, I'm fighting for the whole UK through this WhatsApp. Yeah. My mom's energy, I swear, I want that. Yeah, no, it's the same. She was going mom. in. My mom does the exact same thing. But is is there right? They should do it definitely. Because yes, everyone's because right. They're, we they're, should taking, all they're taking the mic. Like it's not even just a pound. Up. It's like ten oh pounds God. up. <sighs> yeah. Which is ridiculous. And what like. And, you know, you it's know, not fair on the elderly that are used to like a certain yes. price and then they have to pay more. Exactly. They have to, like, they just rely on their pension, yeah, exactly. right? They don't have any other means of income. You know, they can't work any longer. They can't work anymore. So they have this set set price that they have to work with. So, you know, it's just, it's disgusting, it honestly. Is, it's... And, you know, karma, karma will definitely mm-hmm. come back, <laughs> inshallah. You know, those people will be yeah. dealt with. <laughs> Hopefully. I truly believe that. But you know, you know what I'm saying? Question. Yeah, don't definitely. question those people. And it's sad how, like, how the local call, stores like, are doing that. Moon. It's really sad. What's the local stores mm. that you often go to. Like what ones? What ones are you talking about yourself specifically? Like the Asian stores. Oh, you said the A word. <laughs> Let's just keep she it had there. To say, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. Facts. Yeah. You know these Asian, these Asian families I really think, need to um, you know fix up. Was it was it Tariq Kalabi that raised his prices and he got fined? Don't oh quote my me on God, that. I don't, don't know who that is. That. Yeah, you said it. I didn't Wait, say I'll just Tariq Kalabi's gonna come off you. <laughs> Tariq Kalabi. Please Google. Google the Tariq um, beef right now. No, it's the Tariq Kalal meat. It's the brand that provides meat in like Sainsbury's and Tesco's and stuff. I've heard of it briefly. I don't really shop for um, me at obviously the main supermarkets. Oh yeah, um, he was fined. Oh no, that's a different story. Never mind. Um, yeah, just cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just act like yeah. that. But you know, there are people similar, of course, yeah. out there. there. There was something on. There but, was know, something going on with Tarikalal meat, but I just don't know what it was. Um, yeah. Sure. You obviously said that people are not taking this seriously mm-hmm. enough. You know, even when I was at work a couple of weeks ago, even a month ago, people were just treating COVID-19 like it was a yeah. flu. They're like, yeah, as long as you're, you know, you're no. healthy, you're young, you're absent. And I'm like, you guys don't watch the news. You guys, have, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. And then, you know, you hear, you go yesterday and there's a 13-year-old yeah. kid, you know, I'm praying for, I pray for his family, I pray mm. for him. Male, you go to John. He, a thirteen-year-old kid, go. You know, he passes away, yeah. and there's also a nineteen-year-old kid passing away, no underlying health conditions. Yeah. And it really, I was, I was really scared. Like, I think I, that's. I, I, I think that really dreams. scared everyone. Um, Sheesh! I can't tell you. Yeah, it's. It, I think that really like that woke everyone up when that girl passed yes. away. Um, yep. How old? Yeah, twenty-one-year-old. Middleton yeah, something. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, that was something like that. I need to know her name. Sorry. God bless her and her family. I feel disrespectful That's if right. I don't know her name. Let's go right now. I'm so glad I've got my laptop in front of me. You're proper professional, um, man. Who does she think she oh, is? I need my glasses now. Um, they didn't really mention her name. Oh, Chloe Middleton. 
That was her yes, name, yeah. And she was peace, she was twenty one years old. Yeah. No underlying health conditions. Mm-hmm. So for all you people that are still thinking that this is just a flu and this is, you know, nothing nothing else, like you you guys have seen like this isn't just the flu. Mm. No, you really have to treat this as a matter of emergency. Exactly. Um, and it's it's really hit home yesterday. Like well, the first thing I thought of this morning when I woke up was that little thirteen-year-old yeah. kid. It's really sad. Because mm. I remember being thirteen. I remember being thirteen, and there was so much yeah. to look forward to in life. Like, you know, you you weren't quite old enough to, you know like do all the stuff that you do when you're like mm-hmm. 16, 78 but like you were still in school you every you know we used to go out every single yeah. day after school go to play football yeah, I'm glad you stuff. mentioned so that just think about that kid because it puts things yeah. into perspective you know, all the life that you had to live mm. 100% you know, that 13 year old kid had so much life to you know look up to and just tragically being passed away but may Allah bless him yeah, and his oh family me. and also mm-hmm. the 19 year old as well and there was a there was a spike of almost 600 people uh, that have died I think since yesterday yeah it keeps like um, keeps going up and down it doesn't really stabilise yeah the the stats keep going up and down so yeah I think that was the amount yesterday I'm not sure yeah and that's like confirmed cases are almost 30,000 as of as we speak on the what day is it I don't even know what today. day. It's uh, Wednesday, I think. You know, we stuck stuck at the house know, for so long. You, you, you just don't even remember. Know. It just feels like one week. It feels like a long one Sunday. Day. Yeah. A long Sunday. For me, I don't even know what it feels like, honestly. It feels odd. I just feel... But I am grateful know, pray, that I, I, I just pray like for everyone. work and speak to people. Because I think that's that's really yes. like healthy. It's good for their mental health. Yes. So there is a positive. 100%. Side. Just have a conversation <laughs> You know what? Well, this is so depressing after all. Yeah. You know, we're able to share our thoughts. I'm really grateful that I can speak to someone in Leeds and I'm sitting here in Essex mm-hmm. and we can talk about issues like yeah. this. I'm grateful that my parents are healthy. Yes. I'm grateful that my fr- yes. family and friends are healthy. I'm just grateful for so much. And during times like this, it really just, you know, as I've said, really makes you realise how grateful you really are. Definitely. Man, man I want to end, end this like podcast episode off by just you know saying how grateful we are for the nhs and its frontline mm-hmm. workers and i think that you know i hope that they do get the ppe they do get Definitely. everything that they want um you know they're, they're they feel safe and yeah. secure do you have any closing remarks that you want to add? yeah i just um i just i just want to i just want everyone to just remember like the doctors that also risk their lives um risk their lives to save patients um, and I like to mention their names um, I did write them down um, so we've got um, Dr Adele El Tayyir sorry I'm really bad at pronouncing names um, Dr Habib okay. Saidi and Dr Ahmed El Hawrani but yeah I hope they rest in peace and um, rest in peace yeah and please everyone you know, just, just stay home and you'll save lives that way exactly stay home don't be like me don't go for a runway <laughs> in crowded places yeah you know if someone does you know i was at the supermarket the other day and you know this lady's like really oh, close gosh. to me and i looked at her like dead in the yeah. eyes I was people like, need to respect okay? others like if you Please if you don't believe that this too. virus is big then just at least respect others 
exactly respect mm-hmm. others man and please check and up on everyone make sure that check you're... up on all your friends your family especially Sheesh. especially the elderly your elderly neighbours you know they might not have any food so please check up on them it's really important major mm-hmm. key major key and the most important thing I think is just just keep everyone in your prayers and you know make sure that yes. you are you know seeking forgiveness mm-hmm. um, every day but on, on that point I would just like to you know thank you personally for joining me oh, on another episode me. I've, uh, I've enjoyed it you know it's all love man we might have to get you back again to talk about stuff <laughs> but let's just see you know but thank you so much Halima I really appreciate your time and you know I hope you keep safe thank your family you. keep safe and you guys thank stay you, well thank you too but hey thank you Take care thank of yourself. Thank you guys for tuning into episode. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. And let's just say, till next time. Dude. Bye. See you later. <laughs>